just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. These are like a Sunday morning. Yeah. Oh, that's a cut. Hello and welcome to Duco One. It is not Sunday morning, it is Sunday night when we are recording this. My name is Dave Warnock and I'm joined by the soulful tones of Mr. Matt Stewart. And that's a cut. What the fuck does that mean? No one says that. I, I was love, trying to sound like a... I've purposefully mentioned your soulful tones. So we have to keep you singing at the start of the show to make this <laughs> nice. Yeah, got you there, Matt. And uh, we're, here, here from, uh, we're going to hear from Jess as well. Jess, do you want to sing your intro as well? Nah. Oh, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Great. Um, for once in my life, I will not sing <laughs> no, no, on this podcast. For once in my life, I got someone who needs me. That was a uh, great jest. Thank you. I was kind of his backup singer before. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll see where I leave that in as well. <laughs> yeah, can you um, not leave any of that in? Let's go from the top. No, we're keeping it in, Matt. Um, we want the listeners to hear your, your soulful, soulful oh, tones. And uh, if you can hear my voice, it's pr- it probably sounds it sound a little bit scratchier than usual. I've got a bit of a cold. No, you sound wonderful and Thank glorious. Thank you. I hosted a uh, a 1980s themed trivia night last night in a hall, and uh, I had to use my voice a lot, and I already had a cold. So you didn't even let me finish my compliment. Oh, oh, please. Like I was like, nah, you sound great, and then you just cut me down. Uh, yeah, should like I also mention that my ears are slightly blocked, and it's hard for me to hear what you're saying? Yeah, right. That's convenient. Sorry. Another thing about Dave Misogyny. is that he, oh well that makes it hard for me to make fun of you now. <laughs> me, um, but please, <laughs> you were going to make fun of me. Matt, please That's try. Unlike you, please try. Yeah, go on. I was just going to say, unlike uh, un- unlike you, Dave doesn't need to um, bathe in his compliments. 
Yeah, I'm is fine. Is this because I stopped a conversation before to read out a compliment I'd been sent? Yeah, you're like, hey yes. guys, I just got a text from someone telling me that my stand-up bit was pretty great. So we were walking into the podcast studio <laughs> okay. and just loudly said, well, this is very nice. And Dave and I didn't ask her what it was about. <laughs> she waited a little bit and they went, so it's a message about my stand-up from earlier. We still didn't engage. No, we're still do. looking eyes on the floor. Yeah, they never make eye contact. And anyway, um, it goes on <laughs> to say, geez, Louise, you've got it, kid. I want to sign you right now to my big comedy label, uh, which is, it's just, it's just a, it's not a big deal, but it's, you know, we're trying. And I, I mean, and, before you say no, just know that I'm re- we're looking to work hard on this little project and I, I want to make you a big deal. We want to get in the Jess Perkins business as well as the label business that we're already in. It was a long message. Yeah, that, and that was, I don't know how you remembered it word for word that there, was, Matt. Yeah. That was amazing. Thank and, you. And what's this? A birthday card from last year from my grandma. Well, okay, I'll read it out to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> to our darling granddaughter. <laughs> You know the best part about my grandma is she um when I was a, a kid I um I quipped that she was our family's ancient artifact. Oh, you piece of shit. That's very funny. That's you funny. piece yeah. of but, shit. Like though. in a really loving way and I was only about 9 and now she signs off her gras- her Christmas and birthday cards. Love from your ancient artifact. That is which so I cute. Love. Actually, okay, I take it back. That's adorable. Like she she's not offended by it. She thinks this is great. One of my aunties, I don't remember um, the in-joke that we had when I was a kid, but I always referred to her as the Purple Fairy. I don't know why. You don't know why anymore. I don't really remember how it started. I'll have to ask her, but she's still saved in my phone as Purple Fairy, and Aww. she signs off like text messages to me with Purple Fairy and a purple love heart. It's so cute. Matt, touching story, please. We've got to complete the trio. <laughs> Any adorable story. nicknames with family members? <laughs> Make one up if you need to. Um... It's not about an uncle who touched you. That's a different okay. type of touching story. All right, skip, all right. skip. Um, okay, next. Um, just just up scrolling through my... Just going through the Rolodex of names. Okay. Um, I remember we used to call one of our uncles Squarehead. Is his head rather square? I have, I can't remember why, but we we used to laugh like we were just <laughs> fucking him up so good. Yeah. Hey, Squarehead. And I think he played it. He'd be like, "Oh, you guys!" Yeah, yeah. Does he ever? Does he sign his text messages as SH and then a purple square? <laughs> no, we we don't talk anymore. Oh. Oh, I sense. wonder why. No sense. correlation. No, <laughs> no correlation. Well, anyway, guys, this is the show where we talk about our loved ones' nicknames, and also we talk to you and each other about a topic. We take it in turns to do a report. It is my turn. Yes. It's a Warnicky special, We baby. love the Warnicky special. To delve into the hat, pick a topic and talk the talk. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. You feeling good? You didn't. You said before you weren't feeling that good. Yeah, no, uh, voice-wise, report-wise. Mixed messages. <laughs> no, no, voice-wise, report-wise, impeccable as always, please. please. <laughs> as always. Please. Voice-wise, I think you sound like an angel, so you're fine. Do I have a little little bit of a, nah. a rasp? You sound perfect. Oh, thank you. I was hoping I'd sound a little sexier than usual, but is that possible? You sound... Rhetorical. Uh, Rhetorical. Don't answer. You sound as... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh. You sound uh, as sexy as is tolerable for me as a friend. Like, I haven't quite jumped over to the sexually attracted to Dave side of the fence. Do you know what I mean? Is this a compliment or... (laughs) I'm not sure anymore. I don't know what is happening right now. (laughs) 
I think it's but probably, I feel uncomfortable. It's, oh, no. it's probably best that we're not sexually attracted to each other. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It's probably best. Look, I'm I'm hurt for Dave. I think. <laughs> yeah. Matt, on the other hand, I feel really weird about that sentence I tried to form just before. That's fine. No, you but you but you think I'm sexy, which I like. Yeah, I but not in a weird way. It's just trying to Wait, no. Her. I think she was saying she doesn't. No, no, no she's it's sexy, sexy, but not like so point. sexy that I'm gonna. Right. Like the, I find you pants sexy, on Matt. level of sexiness. Pants on level of sexy. Just like a little. Oh, Dave sounds a bit sexy. It's oh, like but that. if I took my pants off, it would. No, 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 no. Everybody keep your pants on. No, but if I took them off, it wouldn't be weird, but. It'd be weird. In context, no, it would be weird. In context. No, though. I don't think you're getting like it. Like, if we all did a sleepover, <laughs> and you took your would pants I have to do. sleep in pants? Well, yes. pajama pants. Yeah. I don't wear pajama pants. Well, you are on a sleepover. Do you, would, like, would you sleep? You just come and in... nude to a... No, not nude. Either. I'm wearing boxer shorts. Oh, it's okay. But there's no I mean, pants it's over. winter. Wait, are we talking like weird old silky ones or... No, like, you know... Just no. shorts. Just like cotton shorts. Fabric cotton. Like, yeah, that's okay. You can wear shorts. That's fine. Yeah, like, like boxer briefs. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. You can okay, wear those. T-shirt? I mean, you as long as your, you know, your little pecker isn't getting excited. <laughs> well, we also have our own beds in our own rooms okay. and our own cities. Wait. We're going on a... <laughs> we're doing a, a I mean, podcast. I'm in New York. You're in LA, Matt. And uh, Jess, you're in Auckland for some reason. Sick. It's quite strange because when we, we're here, we sleep in bunk beds <laughs> on top of each other. But when we travel, different cities. Different cities. <laughs> we, we, we can't stand each other on the road. Speaking of traveling... <laughs> I uh, just found out my friend Matt is getting, he got engaged, right? Yeah. And oh, we've yay. said for ages that his Bucks weekend is going to be in Munich. So we're going to Munich. No way. What? When? And why Munich? Is there a, a connection October for the Fest. group? Yeah. Octoberfest. Oh. Are you going this, next year? It'll be next year. So it's 2017. Looking forward to that it. That is awesome. Happy uh, engage. Yeah, happy engagement, Matt. Again. That is what a guy. He, I, he. Um, That's so cool. Does anyone else apart from you remember the Phoenix reference? Because it'd be awful if you were like, Mew. no, no. We took, like, we were just talking about it today. We got it was like he he because he just came back from Europe and he's like, hey guys, I uh, got some big news. Uh, I asked her to marry me and she said yes, Aww. and we said. Munich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. You're supportive. That's exactly exactly <laughs> what he was hoping for a response from. I should make some sort of uh, arrangement like that with with my friends, but right. none of them are in like relationships that are going to, you know. You get in early. That's fine. All right, Jess. I'm getting engaged. If I get engaged, I'll take you to cheesecake shop. Get a slice of cheesecake. <laughs> yes, but your your choice, your flavour. Get out. Whatever. As long as it's not fucked. Raspberry? What are you, raspberry cheesecake? Mm. I mean, I'd like to explore my options. I don't want to. I'm straw. I like straw. I don't like like a passion fruit. Oh, I like that. I like the fruits, but I don't really like sort of like a, like a, just a plain cheesecake. It's a bit boring. My friend Linny has already taken my requests for what sort of birthday cake I would like this year because I get back from overseas a few days after my birthday. And? She's going to make me like a choc mint cheesecake. I know it's combining a whole bunch choc of things. Mint, I don't like it. I, I like do. I like choc mint. I like cheesecake. Yeah, well, let's combine the two. All right, I'm willing to give it a try. <laughs> I'll bring you some. Anyway, wait, I'm not invited to your birthday. Well, this I wasn't really having fucked. a party. She's just making me a cake. What a way to find out. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> I think you've been uninvited. <laughs> anyway, do you want to start on the podcast? Maybe yes, uh, instead for, of talking um, about. Unfortunately, it's not cake based. Don't know. Fuck this. Don't worry. I'm wait, out. Wait for the day. I'll delve into the hat and I'll get the cake topic that has been submitted. Cake. Pasta's in there. <laughs> pasta is in the hat. Oh, no. There's pasta in yeah, your it's hat, everywhere. Matt. It's very crunchy. Yeah, it's lucky it's a dry pasta. 
Al dente. All right, we always uh, start with a question. <laughs> we do. My question is, if I mentioned... If I was a rich girl. Sorry, yep. If you mentioned. If I mentioned uh, the topic, which mm-hmm. it is, I thought I'm going to have a question about it. If I mentioned the October crisis of 1970... What country would you think I was talking about? Germany. Do you have, do you have a guess? 1970. I'm not sure why I went Germany. The summer of love is over. <laughs> so, that's right. And, it's, and we're in crisis. 1970. What do I know about that year? I don't think I know anything about 1970. The year after the moon landing. Uh, the, it's the year the Beatles spoke up. I know that Jermaine Greer released her, her seminal work, The Female the Eunuch, eunuch mm-hmm. okay. in 1970. It's something I know about that year. Good. Uh, that's about it. I read that today. That's oh, really, nice. That's yeah. fascinating. Um, that actually is amazing that you know. But that wasn't, think of that on hand. That wasn't an answer to his question. And look for a country. 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 Just, I have just said have some Germany. Guesses. I don't know why. So Germany. Okay, I'm guessing it's not Germany. It is not Germany. Yes. So only 140 right. something to go. All right. Is it? It's Zimbabwe. Well, it feels like I would. if it was Australia, I'd know. <laughs> it's not Australia. I'm gonna guess because you 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 normally like to go for more obscure countries. I'm thinking something like Canada. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not obscure. That's the I'm joke. Thinking. Uh, I, well, I'll stop you right there, Matt, because the correct answer <laughs> is in fact Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's I, you see, I've, very I, silly. I had that question because I thought, well, crisis. Everyone thinks Canada's great. Everyone likes Canada. There's not going to be a crisis. So you'll never guess that. And I'd be like, guys, I'm talking about a nice place. It's Canada. <laughs> yeah, wow. that, was, that was weird that that came to mind. So, um, Canada, okay. This topic, the October crisis of 1970 in Canada, has been suggested by Carly on email. Thank you, Carly. I assume she's Canadian. I, there's no evidence for that because this is, I believe, a famous thing in Canada. But I mentioned it was to Was her my- email Carly the Canuck? At um, CanadaMail.ca. Was it all Canada at Canada.com? Was it, hey, Nailed it. hey, I'm a really lovely person from um, Northern America, um, but not from the USA. Um, Just narrowing it down Gmail. for you. At, at, at Gmail.com. Yeah, it. Was it Carly from Canada at Gmail.com? Was it, hi, I um, was born in Vancouver, but now live in Montreal. <laughs> was it, hi, I'm Carly A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carly A. Carly the last a. name is Carly Anderson. A. Yeah, That's oh, right. great. And I'm, I'm married to a Mountie, and also I'm a Mountie as well. Because <laughs> ladies can be Mounties. Because ladies can be Mounties too. It's 2016 at gmail.com. <laughs> I've got a story that I never come across, and I assume she's Canadian. Bec- I only make that assumption because um, I mentioned this to my dad, who knows... So much, and he was alive in 1970. And I was like, "Have you ever heard of this?" And he said, "I don't know what you're talking about." So oh, okay. I assume that maybe this is a probably a famous political incident in Canada. Oh, political, right up my alley. But not yeah, that's right. But not possibly here in Australia, or for people that were born a lot after the event. Which is nice because you know what we talk about a lot of things on this podcast that uh, our Australian listeners would be familiar with, but not our international listeners. That's like, right. I so doubt they'd heard about Ned Kelly until I dropped some truth bombs on him. You, know? you, you dropped those bums, and luckily we were wearing a lot of a suit of armour, so yeah, thank we survived. <laughs> we survived. All right, so let's jump into uh, the October crisis of 1970. On the morning of October 5th, 1970. Oh, it was October. Oh. I reckon the crisis is that they ran out of October. So they've changed it <laughs> they to Rupnama? We need to have 31 <laughs> days. 
So they changed it to Ruknama. That's that's yeah. how October. I repeated the judge. You didn't need to. I heard it. I was about to come around to it, Jess. <laughs> Bloody hell! We all got it. October fifth, nineteen seventy. On a quiet street, I'm painting the image here, guys. The landscape in his large house in downtown Montreal. Forty-nine-year-old British diplomat James Cross was at home with his wife Barbara, getting ready for work. He was only half dressed when four men. Three with machine guns and one with a revolver suddenly burst into his bedroom. The four men had posed as delivery men, dropping off a present for the diplomat's recent birthday. So the maid let them in, and then they pulled out machine guns. Assume, I assume they pulled them out from like a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> Didn't kill the maid, but she trusted them. Because they had machine guns. No, I trust anyone who has them. <laughs> yeah, you, you have a machine trust. gun. Come on in. Come on in. More like David Attenborough. I'd, I would trust him more. If you had a machine gun. Big time. Make yourself at home. Make yourself a cuppa. Just don't put down the machine gun. Here's my pin number. Hold on to that machine gun, mate. <laughs> yeah. Here's my pin number. I trust you'll never need it. Because <laughs> you're probably savvy with your business plans as well. Yeah. Probably you've got your own money. You've got a budget. You save. Machine guns are expensive, mate. I know that. You know what you're doing. <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> Use him all right. <laughs> Cross was talking to his wife in his dressing room. Dressing room. Oh, so it's quite a, a dressing house. room. A My dream. When the men suddenly appeared, appeared. Uh, the man with the pistol pointed at him and said, get down on the floor or you'll be fucking dead. He said that. Not mucking around. He said, said the F word. He dropped the F bomb oh, early naughty. on. That's naughty. That's naughty. They've just met. He's never met this man before. You don't say that in the first sentence to someone. Rude. It's it almost is. like. It is rude. He's some sort of terrorist. His dog, this is James Cross, jumped on the bed and immediately started growling at the gunman, trying to protect his masters. What was the dog's name? You don't know. Woofy. Then you made that up. No, that's Did you they, make that up, Dave? That's what they call the dog on Terminator 2 to trick the Terminator into saying what the name. The, so, and then he goes, your step-parents are dead. So awesome. So the dog's on the bed. Woofy's on the bed. He's growling at the guys. The gunman tells Cross's wife, Barbara, to hold the dog or he'd shoot it. So, not a nice guy. Well, at least he didn't say he'd fucking shoot it. Or he'd fuck it. At least he didn't say he'd fuck it. Well, you know what? Hold that that dog still or fuck it. One or the other. I think you probably need to hold it still, to be honest. In both cases, you're holding it still. David... <laughs> Hold that dog still so I can fuck it. No. No, no. Or I fuck it. No, they, they obviously did what the gunman and, said. And or. And or. And slash or. They obviously did what the gunman said, but Barbara insisted that she be able to say goodbye to her husband, and she bravely went over and kissed him. Wait, what? Oh, because they're taking him. They're taking him away. Okay, I thought like she's just like, well, you're gonna kill him. (laughs) No, no, we never said it. Well, you're gonna kill him. (laughs) The armed man. He's killing. Hey, we are. Time comes. You know, it's what he would have wanted. What? (laughs) I'm right here. (laughs) Shut up, James. We had a good run. (laughs) We got married last week. (laughs) Don't speak. Uh, The arm. Oh my love. (laughs) Turn that fucking radio off, or I'll fuck it. (laughs) All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll just hold it still. Hold it still. Uh, the armed men then uh, forced Cross, still half dressed, into a taxi, which for me it seems so bizarre because the taxi driver presumably had dropped off what he thought were four people dressed as delivery men. Yeah, which is very who weird. then now they've returned holding machine guns and a half dressed man. 
<laughs> and they're like, yeah, we'll pay the fare. Take us to our hideout. Also, his name is Mr. Cross. <laughs> like a Mr. Man get book. In there, get in there, Mr. Cross. He doesn't seem that angry. <laughs> he will be. <laughs> Nevertheless, James Cross had just been kidnapped by the radical group, the FLQ, the Front de Liberation de Quebec. Oh. So the FLQ, there's a bit of background, was a separatist paramilitary group in Quebec, founded in the early 1960s. It militantly supported independence from Canada for the French-speaking province of Quebec. So they wanted to become their own country. Bonbon. <laughs> the, the French Bonbon. 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 <laughs> don't go on. Like Dave trying to speak French. Bonbon. 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 <laughs> can mean whatever you want it to mean. <laughs> I tell people that story. I'm so excited. I've told so many people it. Gosh, I'm going to make it a piece of stand-up, I reckon. No, you have to. I've told people at work. I've told my family. I'll, I'll be doing it at a, at a gig and someone will say, mate, I've heard this story. You've yeah. plagiarised Yeah, yeah. My, my mate Chess at work told me. No, I'm the, I'm the guy in the story. It's me. Yeah, righto, mate. Uh, the FLQ was regarded as a terrorist organisation for its violent methods of action. Between 1963 and 1970, the group had detonated 95 bombs in Canada, mainly targeting mailboxes. But their they hated website mail. is .org. They hated uh, female, <laughs> female boxes. No, no, male boxes. Wait, no. Male boxes. Oh, they liked female boxes. Yeah. They, well, they, they hated mailboxes, so Muhammad Ali was... Public enemy number one. Right. The largest single bombing the FLQ pulled off was off the Montreal Stock Exchange the year before in 1969, which caused extensive damage and injured 27 people. Hmm. They haven't killed anyone, though. Oh. In the bombings. In that bombing. Well, they haven't killed anyone. Why are we even talking about it? <laughs> like, what? Are, they call themselves terrorists. Well, they bombed a lot of stuff. They, our Montreal City Hall, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, armed forces, recruiting officers, railway tracks, army installations... FLQ members in a strategic move had stolen tons of dynamite from military and industrial sites and financed themselves with bank robberies. So they're pretty serious. Sure. Bad dudes. By 1970, so the year of this kidnapping, 23 members of the group were in prison, including four convicted of murder. So there you go, they had killed someone. But this was their first ever kidnapping. Of course, the man they kidnapped was James Cross. He was Mr. Cross. Mr. Cross. Or, as his friends called him, Jimmy J- Cross. Jasper. Jasper. That's a good nickname. He was born in Ireland. Called Jasper. You know I love nicknames. No. Jasper's a good one. It is a good one, isn't it? Where does it come from? I'm not sure why they called him Jasper. Jasper. Cross. He had served in the Second World War. Perhaps in the in his army days they just nicknamed him Jasper. Who knows? We'll never know, Matt. He fought for the liberation of France. Oh. So he's, not, he's not, no stranger to French liberation. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. After the war, he joined the diplomatic service and eventually served as trade commissioner at various places around Canada before being promoted to senior trade commissioner in Montreal, Quebec. Now, if you're wondering what a trade commissioner is, fear not, because I've got the information. Great. The information. Information. Uh, trade commissioner is the title of a government who government official whose primary duties are to promote international trade agreements and export trade programs on behalf of a national or regional government authority. So he's just pretty much trading stuff between England and Canada. Mm-hmm. And okay. he's, but he's pretty high up in the chain, so that's why he's in a nice house. He's a diplomat. He has a maid. He's got a he's wife got, and a dog. He's got a dressing room. He's got a radio that you can fuck. That's right. I mean, those things. In 1970, <laughs> those things cost a fortune. Yeah. Am I right, Matt? Fuckable radios, yeah, big time. Big time. 
Try and try and find one now. Oh, can't. I saw one on Antiques Roadshow the other day. They were talking about like two and a half thousand You're pounds. You're kidding. Pounds. Pounds. Oh, pounds. Sorry. We're yeah. talking. That's five grand here. Five thousand big ones. Yeah. As we as we call Australian dollars. Five thousand dollar dues, which that, is our uh, national currency. That's one that had had been fucked already. Like if you get an oh, unfucked you, radio, an unfucked one. Oh, so still even more. Box, like, box like fresh. A, like yeah, like a Barbie doll in the box. If you've got an unfucked radio. Like a Barbie doll in the box. Mm. <laughs> There's so much going on here. It's like a, a rich tapestry of, of fuck. <laughs> oh, it's a vivid image. Or is it? It's not. Let's move on. Uh, the FLQ's ransom demands were for the release of the 23 what they saw as political prisoners and the broadcast of their group's manifesto to the public on the radio. There's that radio again. <laughs> and we want it on this fuckable radio tonight. Whenever you guys talk about that radio, it gets me hot. Oh, yuck. <laughs> I'm sorry for, <coughs> sorry for saying yuck. Yeah, that's pretty offensive, isn't it, man? Ah. What, the image of me getting hot for a radio is yuck? Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Uh, the Canadian foreign minister announced to the group that in, in exchange for Cross's life, they would let them go to a foreign country, no questions asked. No. Oh. Which, if you're a kidnapper, to me, that's not a very good offer because you could have just done that anyway. <laughs> you didn't have to kidnap a man yeah. to be allowed to go to another country. You can just leave. Yeah. You can. Like, it's kind of easy. And, it's, and, it's, it, and Canada, most countries will accept you with open arms. Yeah. Uh, they asked as a sign of good faith for the group to release Cross. But, of course, the authorities didn't get a response from the FLQ, as Cross is their only bargaining chip. <laughs> as a sign of good faith, <laughs> release him. you release him and then we'll talk. Then we'll talk. <laughs> then we'll re- if you release him, then we'll release your 23 mates. All right. <laughs> I think that's fair deal. As a sign of good faith, you, that is so were, funny. If you're a really trusting kidnapper. Oh, yeah, okay. Sure. Cross, go. go. Off it's you fine. go. See and you later. now we wait. Right. God, that million dollar check should be arriving any day now. <laughs> No questions asked. Uh, the authorities didn't get a response from the FLQ, so as a second concession, they broadcast the FLQ's manifesto on the radio, as they had asked. Oh. I guess the group that hoped that more French-speaking citizens would hear their ideals and join the group. Oh, sure. That's sort of what they're going for. Rally the troops kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Try yeah. and get more people supporting their sides, and they're mm-hmm. not just a fringe group, but like, you know, have a lot of support. That's kind of a strange thing to play it on the radio, though. Play some... Propaganda of a terrorist group yeah. on your radio is pretty And fun. we should rise up and we should kill the people <laughs> that are paying for the broadcast of this message. <laughs> it does seem strange. That's weird. Uh, James Cross and his kidnappers... Kidnappers? Kidnapp- <laughs> well, they were kidnapping. <laughs> the technical term, I believe. James Cross and his kidnappers, as I will refer to them from now on <laughs> so I don't look stupid, <laughs> heard their manifesto being read out on the radio, but nothing changed. Of course it didn't. Cross didn't realistically think they'd get their demands, and over the next 36 hours, he was sure he was going to be killed. Then, on October 10, the stakes were raised even further when Deputy Premier and Minister of Labour for the province of Quebec, Pierre Laporte... Great name. ...was also kidnapped by the FLQ. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. You're making light of this so bad. Oh no, someone's getting kidnapped. <laughs> Head up, Laporte. 
Four armed men approached Laporte while he was playing football with his nephew on his front lawn and forced him into their vehicle at gunpoint. Uh, pardon, monsieur. Uh, if I could uh, speak to you for just uh, one moment. Uh, in the back of this car. If you wouldn't mind uh, just getting into my vehicle over here. I just... Oh, yeah, sure. I'm just playing soccer, but I'll be back in a second. It's weird you don't have an accent of any kind. Yeah, but... I've grown up in uh, many different countries, so I've got this... Um, oh, wow, that's really fascinating. Beautiful Australian, Australian voice. Accent. Where that's did you spend the majority of it? Get in the car! Get in the car! Oh! And scene. Uh, they dubbed him the Minister <laughs> of Unemployment and Assimilation. So they didn't like this guy at all. And they held him for hostage, demanding the release of their 23 political prisoners in exchange for his freedom. Ed James? Oh, so this, is, this is a different cell of the same group. Gotcha. So the two men weren't held together. Yeah, They're yeah, in different yeah. locations. Group wants the same thing, but uh, the, the two men are nowhere near each other. Sure, different cool. parts of the city. Gotcha. Cross heard about this on the radio with the other group, and uh, he was worried that now they were even more hardline. He hoped that they'd pick up Laporte first, then come get him, because mm-hmm. I think he thought that this other guy as a minister is more important than him, so he suddenly thought that they're going to go get the other guy before they get him. Sure. That's sad. But if it was the three of us all taken hostage, I would assume I'd be the last to be picked up. Really? Nah, fuck both of you. It'd be yeah. me first. Why you go first? Yes. Unless, well, I am the youngest. And the most vulnerable. <laughs> That's true. You are the most vulnerable. Uh, two days later, after the second kidnapping, General Tocot sent troops to patrol the Montreal region by request of the federal government. So now there's sort of army people everywhere. There's something at work. Uh, the two groups, the FLQ and the government, then appointed a lawyer each to try and negotiate the terms of their hostages <laughs> or the release. Isn't that very strange? Yeah. You get, like, a lawyer on each side and they try and get a contract going? Yeah, it's weird. That is really weird. Because that doesn't happen in the films. Yeah. In hostage situations. There's usually Who's just, like... the terrorist lawyer? Yeah, get him out. Oh, yeah, imagine... So the terrorist oh. lawyer is actually a guy that supports their ideals. Ooh. So he's not just, like, government appointed. And then he's like, but I don't want it. Like, go no, on. Go on there. We've got to make on, it mate. fair. We go are on, Canada. Mate. Do your best. We're delightful. <laughs> we are so nice. <laughs> Uh, the next day, October 13, Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau... So many Pierres! ...whose son is currently Prime Minister... I was going to say... ...Justin Trudeau. <gasps> Trudeau's like... And, and he is very popular in right. my hipster bubble that I live in anyway. Mm. He's delightful. I regret calling it a hipster bubble. You live in a little bubble. You little hubble. I live in a bubble, but it's, I'm not saying it's a hipster bubble. It's just a, it's just a very... It's, it's a, a very it's happy, a, friendly it's bubble. A, it's a bubble full of people that are right... Anyway, um, <laughs> Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, son, uh, father of the current Prime Minister, he's interviewed by the CBC with respect to the military presence because uh, he was being criticised for some of putting the military on the streets and people. some people are going, what about our civil liberties? Well, you know, yeah. Yo. Of, so, uh, so when questioned by uh, reporter Tim Ralph on how far he would go in the suspension of civil liberties to maintain order, Trudeau famously replied... Well, just watch me. Ooh. This has become a famous and often used phrase in Canadian politics. That's I've heard just watch me. Just I didn't know they came up that. with that. Just yeah. watch me. That's sassy. Like the other day, I saw this little kid um, say to their dad, <laughs> I'm going down the slide. Just, just watch, watch me. me. And I didn't realize that come from Canada. You didn't That's realize cool. the... So political. It is. I didn't realize how oh, political you know that what? was. I remember when my brother got in trouble when um, he was about 14 and, and mum said... Uh, Michael, if you don't 
clean up your room. I'm going to take your Game Boy away. And he said, you wouldn't do that. And she said, well, just watch me. Oh, my God. I had no idea my mother, Anne Perkins, was so political. AP, big big AP. time. It's actually quite amazing. I went into um, the Swatch shop at um, Melbourne Emporium. Did and you? I walked in and she said, hi, can I help you? I stuck my wrist out and said, well, just watch me. She put a green watch on my wrist and I paid $95 for that thing. Great. You've been talking about... She watched about- me. You, you've been saying you needed a new watch. Yeah, she so I'm really me good. happy for you. That's great. That's so great. And I just I looked at her and said something in French. Maman. <laughs> Maman. Oh, I didn't realize I was speaking to a French Canadian. <laughs> to which she said, $95. I won't say it again. <laughs> Sarah, if you're not going to buy yeah. the watch, please leave the store. You've been standing at the cash register for 25 minutes. Also, why aren't you wearing pants? D- well, it's funny you say that <laughs> hey, because sexual, uh, then Dave a- Dave pointed over to the shop across the way, oh, no. which was uh, like a hair removalist place. Yeah. And he said, just crotch me. And he pointed to his little pecker. And then um, there's shopping. Because it's very hairy for some reason. The shop- well, I imagine. <laughs> and oh, the shopping God. center security came over and Dave was evicted. <laughs> I was evicted. But I... Got that also, watch for free. Yeah. <laughs> they were not prepared to tackle me with no pants. They were not prepared. Nobody is prepared to not tackle prepared you with no pants. And that's why I'm a winner. Alrighty. No, that's enough. We've, think we've, we've done one think each. We've, yeah, we I think did, that's enough. We went around the table and you got greedy, Matt. <laughs> yeah. You got greedy. You, you went for two and the second one was no good. What was the first one I went for? The kid on, kid the, on slide. the slide. Oh, oh, yeah. It was like Quite a minute good. ago. Look, I mean, you had your pants down. I thought I saw an opening. <laughs> <laughs> and then I turned around. <laughs> Gross. Dave, please do go on. Uh, so that's a famous phrase. Well, just watch me. In Canadian politics, I was reading about the phrase. It's got its own Wikipedia page, this phrase. What a family of politicians, and too. A, a, apparently, even the son, Justin Trudeau, a couple of years ago, mm. someone said to him, You wouldn't ever consider being prime minister, would you? And he said, Well, just watch me. Get out. Reference to his dad. I love that. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. It's so funny that that is a famous saying. There's got to be t-shirts, right? There's got to be t-shirts. Just watch me t-shirts. Hashtag just watch me. There it is. There it is. I did it. Just watch me. That's that's definitely. I did it. That's definitely the hashtag of the week. It's very good, but you used to actually create something. Now you're just taking a famous political saying. Yeah. And putting a hashtag at the front of it. You know what, Matt? Like. I'm just trying to feel my way through life, okay? There's no rule book. <laughs> Come on, Matt. How many times do we have to tell you? Well, yeah. So just like, gonna, I'll get not, back into it. It's almost it. like we're going to have to write it down in some sort of book. <laughs> Give it to you. Which would defeat the purpose. Yeah. Oh, Matt. The negotiations between the two groups via their lawyers are put to an end after just three days. They don't reach any agreements. Oh, weird. Who would have thought? Who would have thought they would? Uh, the next day, though, the general public really start to worry when union labour leader... Mikel Chatrand, mm, not a Pierre. who was an FLQ supporter, announced at a rally, we are going to win because there are more boys ready to shoot members of parliament than there are policemen. Oof. So that, Jesus. And that quote is widely reported on, it's in all the newspapers, and uh, it really fright, frightens many Canadians yeah. who are starting to think that there might be some sort of civil war about to break out in Quebec. Oh, my God. On October 16, Prime Minister Trudeau shows that he was not bluffing when he said just watch me because he granted the government of Quebec emergency powers that allowed them to apprehend and keep in custody individuals. This resulted in the implementation of the War Measures Act, allowing arrests without trial and giving the police further powers. Wow, that's So you could lock anyone up and for, for about four months and not 
Oh, that's scary. Yeah, yeah, it's very scary. It did not come without its critics, but at the time, uh, close to 90% of Canadians and all three opposing political parties agreed with the measures. Yeah. So some people are saying, hey, this is not cool, but the majority are saying, we feel unsafe. Probably because yeah. the majority are going, well, it's not me, so I won't get arrested, but it's like a lot of people probably yeah, well, were. Well, the police arrested and detained without bail oh. nearly 500 people. Wow. Which is like some sort of thing that goes on in like a... A country run by some sort of crazy dictator. The yeah. trick is just to make the people scared, and then you can take all their rights away. It's a good yeah, trick. A lot of I think and it it's works. been used quite a lot. It works, you know. It's a, it's a tale as old as time. That's right, scare tactic. Meanwhile, the still captive James Cross, remember James, still there. Jasper from the start. He was now allowed to sit at a desk during the day. Hello. With a television set in the corner. So oh, he's, he's fine. He's got a TV. Oh, no. He's got a desk. He's writing his memoirs. More than I've got. No, I've got a TV. But he desk. watched the news in uh, handcuffs and he wore a hood so he couldn't see and identify his kidnappers. What's the it, point in having a TV? Well, the hood, it's sort of, it's like, um, it allowed him to see straight in front of him but not have any peripherals. So he can't see their faces. So but they can watch the TV. Because if you can't, side. If you can't <laughs> yeah. see the TV, it may as well just be a radio that you can fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, Dave, is it a TV that he can fuck? I believe it was. Oh. That's why he's handcuffed, because he was really... <laughs> going really, for yeah. it. Well, he'd been held captive for a long time. That's, that's just how he liked it. All those fluffy handcuffs. <laughs> the next Saturday evening, news reports, a news report came out that a body had been found in the trunk of a car. It was just outside Montreal, and when it was found, it was confirmed to be Pierre Laporte, the minister. Second kidnapped man. Oh, no. His name means Pierre the Door. <laughs> Matt, he was just found in a trunk of a car. Yeah, you would have thought it would have been... Oh, no. <laughs> yep. No, I don't think it could be as good or as bad as you think it's going to be. <laughs> just, yeah. It's weird that he'd be under a, under a boot and not behind a Laporte. <laughs> oh, no. Cross was watching live on TV with absolute horror because he was, of course, expecting to be next. Mm. And he had reason to because the FLQ announced that he will be executed next if the, quote, fascist police discovered them and attempted to intervene. They also repeated their demands and added in a few new ones. They wanted the uh, FLQ manifesto published this time, sort of in a newspaper. Or some sort of way to get a book deal. (laughs) (laughs) We want Scholastic. (laughs) And we want a three-book deal. That's right. We want to be in every high school across the country. Uh, They wanted the release of their political prisoners. And they wanted an aeroplane to take them to either Cuba or Algeria. Uh, Both countries. They want to go... Well, they were offered that earlier. Yeah, they could have had that. Any questions? Any questions? Ugh. No questions. No questions asked. (laughs) Any questions asked? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's our deal. We'll ask any question. (laughs) You let us ask any question, you can get on the plane. How many radios you fucked? Ten. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Welcome to plane. Welcome to plane. <laughs> Welcome to plane. Straight to Cuba. Straight <laughs> uh, to the air from sunny <laughs> Cuba. Oh, remember I said I wasn't going to sing on this episode? That yeah. was adorable, yeah. wasn't well, it? Well, that was an impossible task. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, Cuba and Algeria were both countries that they felt a strong connection to as a group because of their struggle against colonialism their and struggle? imperialism. They struggled? They struggled all night. Is that struggle and trouble? Struggle? That's right. I create portmanteaus on the fly. They struggled. They struggled. <laughs> the, um, they wanted a, quote, voluntary tax of $500,000 to be loaded aboard the plane prior to departure. 
that's just ransom money, but they oh. just put some political spin on it. What do they call it? Voluntary tax. Uh, voluntary tax. tax. Sure, yeah. They should have just said, we want a donation yeah. of $500,000. And they also wanted the name of the informer who had sold out the FLQ activist earlier in the year. So they wanted them to rat it out. Oh. You know when you um like when you transfer money to your friends, like say somebody pays for lunch and you transfer some money and you always make like a funny description? <laughs> oh, like what's it, what it's going to be? <laughs> yeah. Like uh, the most recent one I got was nipple oil. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, um, what what Was it for some sort of other oil? No, it's because I'd been making a joke earlier that night about oiling nipples. Anywho. And you gotta take you got to print that out and take that to your accountant. Yeah. What's but this? What's this nipple oil? Never, never you mind. Exactly as it sounds. Also, it was like five hundred dollars. It was like an expensive nipple oil, or or a lot. Yeah, a lot. Five hundred liters of nipple oil. It's a dollar a liter. It's not bad. It's a good price. Buy it in bulk, though. Anyway, I just like to imagine that like the government's way of fucking over the <laughs> the, the people that are asking for ransom is like, all right, fine, yeah, no, fine, fine, no, fine, fine. We'll give you the money, sure. But I'm yeah. I'm making it a funny fucked name, so you look like a weirdo. Yeah. I'm gonna write anal beads. Anal beads. You gotta cash that at the Cuban bank. Yeah. Yeah, have fun with that, dickhead. You're going to look like a creep. Anal beads. Anal beads. $500,000 worth. Yeah, penis enlargement surgery. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Money from grandma for penis enlargement surgery. $500,000. And 12 of them go into cash it. To the Cuban bank. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I like to imagine. Oh, we'll have 8 billion Cuban pesos, please. <laughs> for my penis surgery. Thanks, Nan. Thanks, Nan. <laughs> Nan's always looking out for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding... Not in a way that's like, oh my god, it's expanding, like yeah, yeah. More physically, like it's growing more customers, yes. more interest. Not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's yeah. all what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience, and I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products, or you offer services like massage. Or oh. nails. Oh, my gosh. Or uh, consulting. Should we, after this, get Manny Petty? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize. You can share. And schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh. Yeah. It looks like Jess has just uploaded something. What it? But it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. 
capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organise your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, at 2am, this is later that night after they announced that they'd or, found Pierre. And, or uh, earlier the next morning. Or early the next morning, if you were to be more correct. At 2am, the national broadcast mistakenly announced that Cross was dead <gasps> and his body was found. What? So he was very upset, particularly because he thought his wife and daughter might be also oh, listening or watching. And even the kidnappers took pity on him that night and gave him aspirin to help him sleep. Oh, they felt bad They felt bad because they were like, geez, you're not dead at all, mate. Are you? Are you dead? We've kidnapped a ghost! <laughs> Shit! Shit! Get us out of here! We'll take the flight to Cuba! We'll take the flight to Cuba! <laughs> the handcuffs won't hold a ghost! <laughs> He's fucking the TV like crazy! We've kidnapped a ghost! <laughs> that is very good. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Not again. You do this every time. <laughs> Fuck Pierre. Jesus Christ. There's always a Pierre. And it's always Pierre's fault. Pierre. What? <laughs> what? That's, all, look, that's all Pierre yeah. says. What? what? You look like a normal man. <laughs> sure. He, he floated through the holes. <laughs> but don't every don't every, all these bloody diplomats do that? <laughs> you know the phrase float like a diplomat? <laughs> <laughs> You've heard that, Charlie? Am I the only one? Fuck, I'll go get another one. <laughs> I'll go get another one. No, Pierre, we can't no, Pierre. trust you to not get a ghost Pierre, this time. you fucked it. Pierre, sit in the corner. Go you, on, sit in the corner. You're out of the club. You are out of the FLQ. Oh, come on. Come on, let me get one. Uh, just double check it before I go. <laughs> if they're floating, they're the real ones, huh? Is that right? <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, man. Oh, man. man. We. You kidnap six ghosts and nobody trusts you. Oh. Uh, this country is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving to Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking. Ah, it's fucking the radio. That was very <laughs> good. That was very good. Oh, great. These handcuffs cannot hold him. The rest of the podcast is just going to be um, enjoying. Dave's Dave, little work there. That was very good, Dave. <laughs> Just two hours of recapping. Slow mo replays. Do you know what sucks too though is that a lot of Dave's stories are made even better by his facial expressions yeah. and they're just lost. lost. Like, they're just like a little treat well, for you and I. If anyone wants to give us a TV show, we'll probably say yes. <laughs> oh. And when I say probably, I mean definitely. Well, would we? What if it was like one of those crazy Japanese No matter shows? what the show is. Wow. Okay. Yeah, All I right. reckon. That's yeah, come on, Matt. What else we got going on? I'm uh, in. Mean. I got a um, got a blockbuster movie card somewhere in my wallet, so I got stuff going on. Oh, you didn't tell us about that, Jess. Yeah, yeah well, well, you should be sharing. Well, how long have you been sitting on that? You want to go get a, a VHS? We can yeah. get whatever you want. Five weekly to five dollars, please. <laughs> Thank you. I assume inflation hasn't impl- applied to this place. That seems too good. Five for five. How? That's too good. How do they ever make money? How weekly? I know. That's seven days out of circulation. Anyway. Matt. No wonder they went out of business. Uh, we were talking about Barbara, who... He Barbara was, Cross. His wife, who he was worried was watching. She had remained in the house for three weeks after his kidnapping, but um, 
She thought it was too stressful for her to be there at the time because there were frequent hoax calls from people Aww. claiming that they knew where Cross was. That's awful. Which is messed up. For a second when you said like it was too stressful for her to be there, I thought you were going to be like, so she went on a holiday. <laughs> well, she did. She went to well, she went and stayed with relatives in Switzerland. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. But he's on a ski resort. Yeah. Oh, it's too stressful. I better go skiing. Yeah. Hot chocky, thanks. Burning <laughs> what a buddy bitch. toasters and all sorts of appliances what an when her husband's away. Bitch. Oh, well, I'm not going to go that far. I think if <laughs> I will, if some like look, stress can do funny things to people. Yeah, you know, some wrong. people just need to ski. People mourn in different ways. Yeah, I I like to ski downhill. Uh, I meant to say mourn. Mourn downhill. Mourn downhill. Do you fuck toasters while you're mourning as well? I regret this whole episode. It's been <laughs> fucked. I'm having a great I, time. I'm asleep every time we record. Great. Wake me up. Wake you up in five. Wake me up in five before you're done. Uh, days turned to weeks. By late November, James Cross still had not been found. Oh, no. But he's not dead. Uh, the government tried many measures to find Cross. Uh, this is a quote from uh, Cross's audio memoir of the story. Audio memoir? Cross's audio memoir. How does that work? I'm just trying to figure out. Because Dave often gives away if they survived or not early with little clues mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Could he have recorded the audio memoir on, say, the fuckable radio or something like that? Perhaps. In, and then died in, in a, custody, in captivity or in whatever. In a way. Or. In, okay. Is this some sort of post-freedom audio memoir? What the fuck is an audio memoir? And in a way, follow-up question, is this podcast in fact This is kind of our audio memoir, but where we talk about the lives of other people. Why didn't you let me finish my question? Maybe I was going to say something different. Oh, please. Maybe in a way, is this podcast our... Audio memoir. Oh, good. Say, yeah. good. I'm very perceptive. <laughs> you are. I finish all your sentences. You're very perceptive upside down. <laughs> yeah, I can read <laughs> upside down all night long. Eel. Oh, okay. Now I've got one. It does hurt. <laughs> it does hurt to be called eel by Jess. Oh, I'm sorry. That's fine. As the audio memoir. As in all cases like this, police were bombarded with crazy people of every sort with ideas to where I could be found. They read all sorts of things into my letters, which, of course, I did not intend. My wife and I had to exchange letters, so he was sending letters to everyone. Oh, okay. For instance, when I wrote, <laughs> God damn, this toast is looking sexy tonight. <laughs> People read into it like all these funny things. I was just saying. I mean, I just found <laughs> the toast is sexually no attractive. Jeez. Honestly, they'll put meaning into anything. Like, I fucked this toaster, and all of a sudden they're going, he's having an affair with the toaster. Come. I wasn't an affair. It was just no, a one where, affair. I never used that word. I just fucked a toaster. There's no he, emotional he starts, attachment. Start underlining it. I just fucked a toaster. Two underlines. <laughs> just. Brackets, just. Don't read anything into this. I'm, I'm serious. I literally had sex with a toaster. <laughs> um, my wife and I exchanged the endearment poo, as in Winnie the Pooh, and there were a whole lot of policemen uh, onto reading the A.A. A. Milne books in the hope that a clue would emerge. Oh, That's wow. Amazing. Clairvoyants wrote in with detailed descriptions as where I could be found. One of them claimed that I was in a building in East Montreal, which turned out to be a deep freeze store. Hmm. One reference in one of my letters to Pet, another name for his wife, led to a raid of an innocuous pet shop in Westmont. Jesus. 
Perhaps the most elaborate uh, operation concerned certain radio signals which were picked up. Radio. Ra- radio location was applied, <laughs> and the premises raided to discover that it was merely a radio shop which had left a transmitter on. Okay. <laughs> Someone was just in the corner with it. So if if people are reading so much into Fuck his... Fucking the radio, obviously. That Anyway. If they're reading so much into his letters, why isn't he dropping some clues? <laughs> he should be, so he doesn't know that things are being written, because I imagine his wife can't reply to his letters, because otherwise she'd know the address. So what's he writing? He looks like one of those creepy guys who keeps texting you on Tinder. So he's just, no, so I think he's just writing letters saying, like, I'm still, I'm still alive. But, I mean, if he... If he if he doesn't know she's getting them or not. Yeah. Why is that enough of a reason? Anyway, Why write them at all then? I haven't heard from you, but um, assume you're well. <laughs> yeah. You still haven't written back. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you too busy to write? I bet you've gone to Switzerland, haven't you? You have. I bet you're skiing. You're skiing again, you're skiing aren't with... you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Classic Bell. Uh, you always mourned that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know you. Poo. Oh. Uh, FLQ also sent letters to the authority uh, repeating demands of... They're still banging on about the demands. But they even sent a photo of their hostage, James Cross, sitting on a box of explosives. Oh, bully. So it's be a bit, bit threatening. Sounds like he's had too much uh, Mexican food. Don't Mexican. <laughs> it's an explosive You're seat. an explosive asshole. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 Sorry. Day to day, Cross just tries t- to follow orders to stay alive. So it just becomes one day after another. He after just another, watches his TV. Months. Writes his audio memoirs. Writes them, apparently. Writes them. Well, he does his first draft. Fucks a radio. He's not an idiot. You know, you get routine. I think that's the only way to stay sane in captivity. One day, he was sitting watching television, as he ah, does. Yeah. And the kid- With his dick. <laughs> <laughs> we have no respect for anything, do we? No. One day, he was sitting watching television, and the kidnappers put handcuffs on him, which is the first time they've done that in weeks. So, the, he's been there so long now that they've stopped... He's like one of the boys. Yeah, well, they've started just trusting him a bit better. Yeah. He instantly knew that something was up. He asked to the captors, what's going on? I reckon he's being moved. They responded that they thought the police had finally found their hideout. Mm. This was confirmed when, a little while later, the electricity of the building went off. Ooh, they knew dramatic. that they were being surrounded. Cross was then taken from Come his chair. Come out with your hands up! <laughs> what? <laughs> Pierre, go see what's going on. It's nothing. It's Did nothing. It's just some ghosts. It's <laughs> just some ghosts. Stop hassling me. Now <laughs> I can identify ghosts and people. People. First you don't want ghosts and now you want more ghosts. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you guys do a different accent for French Canadian as to French? Yeah, I was just thinking. Like, yeah, absolutely. Did you not hear the subtle difference? I yeah, thought I could. I just wanted to make sure. If you didn't, you are a racist. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not a racist. <laughs> I just thought they were ghosts. Um, so Cross was taken from his chair, led into the passageway between rooms and handcuffed to a door handle where he couldn't sit or stand. It's very Aww. uncomfortable. Sort of Wait, halfway. he couldn't sit or stand, so he's just kind of crouching. Yeah, what crouching. What kind of oh, fuck door handles? It must be a pretty high handle. But then stand. Or low. So is he hanging from it? Or is it really... No, I, it look, I call bullshit. I think if you put both hands on around the door handle, if it's a certain height, it would be hard to stand up properly. Yeah, sure. If it was specifically if it was low. Well, I, I, did, I, did I mention that he was seven foot eight? <laughs> A little detail I left out. Is he really? That is tall. He that is, is not seven foot eight. He, <laughs> he's not one of the tallest humans that's ever lived. <laughs> you say that like I should have known. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. 
He currently plays basketball yeah, exactly. for the Lakers. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's had quite well, a life. Well, he's quite old. No, nah, he was only five when this happened. Did we not mention that at the start? Oh, I should have mentioned he's a, f- a seven foot eight five year old <laughs> with a talent for basketball and politics. So he was born in sixty five. <laughs> mm-hmm. What does that make him? Fifty one. And he's still playing. Still playing. Good on him. I mean, it's relatively old. Oh, to be playing basketball, sure, but just to be at, existing, at the top no. level. No, not not to be existing. <laughs> what if he's a ghost? <gasps> I can't tell the difference. <laughs> Uh, so he's handcuffed to a door. By this stage, bizarrely, the mood in the in the house had become quite light-hearted because they all knew they were all going to come out alive or they were all going to die. They sort of didn't see it one way or the other. It uh, became a standoff of sorts in the middle of the night where the FLQ threw out a message with all of their demands. <laughs> Still demanding. This is a paper airplane. <laughs> I love their demands And I want now. a frog in a pond. Uh, I think we're in a pretty strong uh, bargaining position. I know when you didn't know where we were, um, you and now you've got didn't us. give us the things we asked for. But now that we're surrounded and, you know, <laughs> we're in a lot of trouble, um, I think you'll see it our way. Yeah, I think you'll be publishing this in the paper tomorrow. When writing the demands, one of the three kidnappers that was in the room with him said they must sign off with the group's slogan, which is... New Van Crown. Oh, I really want Jess to guess what this means. Their slogan is New Van Crown. No cabbage. <laughs> really? Really. It translates as we shall conquer. Close. Uh, the very idea that three guys in a house surrounded by approximately 1,000 army soldiers and police officers could conquer caused the group to violently start laughing, including James Cross, uh, because the tension had built up so much. They laughed. They started laughing. Because they're like, <laughs> as if we're going to conquer, we're probably all going to die tomorrow. It was just That's so, a little bit funny. Because it was so tense, so tense. You can see where I got cabbage from, cabbage though, right? Cabbage is close. I got, yeah. Because I think the French word for cabbage is very similar to the French word for the thing that Dave said. Conquer. Conquer. I agree. And you know what? I, I only did a term of French, so. Italian's it actually, really my thing. It led to uh, quite a few um, awkward situations when I was in uh, Paris. Oh, I bet. Sweet Paris, uh, just a couple of years ago. When I, um, when I stormed... Um, <laughs> A Bastille, no. Stormed the Bastille, um, and threw a cabbage at the uh, at the other guy. Mm-hmm. Didn't do anything. Really? Uh, and because in my head, I'm like, well, that's done. Now I'll I've, I'll take all this. Thank I've you. I've conquered. I've. Oh no! <laughs> I've actually, and it was in that moment as I was trying yeah, to explain it. I'm like, now you see what I've done. Mm-hmm. I've thrown a cabbage at you, and he said, "It's all oui. yours." Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you he gave said. it to me. I look. I. Sp- own a lot of land in Paris. Well, what what you should have said was uh, <laughs> you should have just said the eternal phrase, "Oh, bon bon. <laughs> and you could have had anything you that he would have handed you the keys to the Eiffel fucking Tower. Uh, what the keys? It's the got keys. keys. Okay, well the lifts, I imagine. Sure, you gotta nice. turn those on. Bon bon. Right this way, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what did Please, you say? Follow me, <laughs> Monsieur. What was the deal with that whole cabbage thing? Um, a bonbon. Bon bon. Oh, of course. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> we love about it now. Charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, kidnappers started to negotiate, and after several hours back and forth, the three FLQ members agreed to be exiled to Cuba. Remember, they've had this offer for two months now. <sighs> uh, the kidnappers really felt like the ideals of Fidel Castro. Sorry, the kidnappers really liked the ideals of Fidel Castro was in charge at the time, and he granted them asylum. I like the idea that, like, okay, you can go to Cuba. No, 
All right. Okay. A few months later. Okay. So we've decided you can still go to Cuba. No. no. Oh God, no. No. no finally, no. it's a few months later. These right. are our demands. We want to go to Cuba. <laughs> yeah. I've been saying. All right. Fine. Yes. Yeah. We Cabbage. won. We won. We conquer. <laughs> it's very confusing this language. <laughs> An old exhibition site was temporarily turned into the Cuban consulate. And was thus protected by laws that protect embassies. So that's where the release took place. Fucking what? Because there's all these weird laws about embassies being mm-hmm. technically part of... If you go to the, uh, for example, the um, German embassy in Australia, that's technically German soil. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the, say, uh, the say the Dutch embassy? embassy. embassy. Technically German soil. Okay, I, yeah. I should have said that the Germans yeah. own all embassies. Right, gotcha. It's very bizarre. Where are all the embassies? Oh, uh, they're... Uh, the only one I know is off Little Collins Street. There's the uh, Monarchan Embassy for Monaco. Oh, that's cool. A lot of them are in in Australia. They're in the ACT, Australian so Capital let's Territory. So for example, like you're in Melbourne. Yeah. And like, what do you have to do if you lose your passport overseas? Do you not have to go to the if embassy? If you're in Melbourne. Yeah, you go to your consulate. or Consulate. A, or an embassy that represents your consulate. For example, if you're in a, a very dangerous country like, uh, let's say, Somalia. Sure. Um... Australia might not have an embassy, but Canada might. So if you lose your passport there, they have a deal with a Canadian embassy. That oh. you, they they all sort of act as your. We can say, hey, so buddy. Nice are Canadians. Canadians are so yeah, lovely. Canadians, very very Cause, lovely. Yeah, because like let's say something happened and you needed that sort of support, but you're in Melbourne and your your embassy is in, is in Canberra. Then you got to get there. That's very far away. Oh, that's probably you could probably deal with them somehow yeah. I imagine someone uh, who was here at our studios recently had to is looking to go to America and they needed a visa mm. um, they're from Brisbane so that, they were in Melbourne just so they could go to a meeting to get this visa you're kidding no, no shit so there's what only kind of, there's one in Sydney one in Melbourne apparently wow but none in Brisbane well there you go maybe you do have to go if you want to get your passport so wow, that sucks moral yeah, is same. don't lose your passport yeah. especially in Somalia Good call. Good Very call. dangerous place. Uh, anyway, so they set up this exhibition site as the Cuban consulate. Uh, the deal was as soon as they arrived in Cuba, Cross would be released from the consulate. So he'd have to stay inside. Until they get to Cuba. Until they get to Cuba. Ugh. The kidnappers were, I think rightfully so, extremely suspicious of all of this and suggested that as soon as they got outside the building, they'd just be mowed down with machine guns. Sure. Uh, Cross pointed out that they could hardly do this if he was among them, and they agreed. Oh, so they're like, well, if we walk out the front door and I'm there... He's kind of helping him out now. What, yeah. are they all buddies or something? I think that he's thinking, he just this, wants is, to get this out. is the best way for me to get out. Sure. We, everyone uh, keeps cool. If I get to this consulate, then I'm fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fuck them after that. Uh, the kidnappers and Cross uh, left the, their hideout and drove at very hard speed, driving through the streets quite dangerously, apparently. Uh, the back of the car and the windows were covered in newspaper to prevent... Sh- uh, snipers taking shots at the drivers. Because sure. um, newspaper is, of course, bulletproof. Bullet, of course, exactly. Bulletproof Where could they journalism. possibly be in this small car? <laughs> Where would the driver be? I can't tell. <laughs> nah, how would you know? Well, anyway, I'm clocking off. <laughs> snipers, am I right? <laughs> Lazy. Well, can't live with them. Can't live with them. On the dot of their knockoff time, they're out. Won't work yeah. a minute Clock over. watchers, they are. They bloody are. Yeah. There, we said it. Snipers, if you're listening, pull up your socks. Hey, you know how we keep banging on about how nice Canadian people are? Yes. Is there anything in that? Like, surely a country of multiple million million people couldn't just... Like, how does a country get a reputation as being nice? I've only had good experiences with Canadians, right? There we go. But 
surely there are there's got to be assholes everywhere. Sure, but what surely. sort of reputation do we have? Do you think? Oh, racist morons. So right? accurate. Oh, I don't know. I, I think that I think it that's... probably depends on where you are. If you go to places like Bali, we're just the most we're the worst people ever. But you know, actually, probably even even in London, they don't probably don't like us very much. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But then think about all the good things we've given the world. Okay, Vegemite, Sam Neill, technically uh, a Kiwi. The clo- um, uh, Hills Farlap, <laughs> technically a Kiwi. <laughs> Lamingtons, probably Kiwi. Uh, the, um, it's a Kiwis. Bit Kiwis. Oh, Fruit or bird. Mm. Yeah, um, what have we done? Um, Jeez. Uh, the Haka Kiwi, damn it. Um, the New Zealand National... Oh. Oh. Uh, um, first people to allow women to vote in New Zealand. Oh. Um, Gay marriage, nope. New um, Zealand and everywhere else. <laughs> a flag with all white stars. Cop that New Zealand, yeah. yours are a little bit red. <laughs> Dickheads! Yeah, we found something. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! And our wanker celebration. They had really bad chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope people like us. <laughs> Let us know. I'd like to know what our our Oh, they think we're is. we're like super needy. <laughs> we're very yeah, needy. Yeah, no, I would be interested. I asked some Americans recently and they wouldn't really give me an answer. That's not a good sign. They were like, oh, no. They always go, you Aussies, we love Aussies. I've heard Americans say that to me to my face. Yeah, that's just people being nice. I think people, I think if if anyone asked you to your face from anywhere, what do you think of us? What would you say to them? Oh, yeah, true. You're so lovely. Everybody's so nice here. I've never heard of your country. (laughs) And I'm in it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) This is a turn of events. (laughs) I'm Warnicky. I'm crazy. crazy. Anyway, do go on with your silly little report. Uh, (laughs) Crowds and hundreds of uh, police officers and soldiers lined the streets that they were driving through. The Guard uh, of Honour. Nice. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Minute silence. (laughs) Uh, When they got to the building, one of Cross's colleagues was waiting for him. He got out of the car and turned left. The kidnappers turned right and he never saw them again. What? They did the deal. Cross stayed in the consulate until midnight. So he waited until they were able to land in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was able to call his wife in Switzerland. I wonder how long the flight is. From Canada to Cuba? Yeah. Couldn't be I too long, guess. right? Two and a half hours? Oh, no, it's good four hours. Oh, I'd be, yeah. It'd big. be like four or five, north to south of Australia. Uh, I'd say about five hours. Yeah, okay. I agree with what What's Dave said. What's the longest flight ago. within Australia? It's Sydney to, to Perth? I think, nah, Brisbane to Perth. Brisbane if you're talking about capital cities. Well, I've got one. Yep. If you want to fly from Quebec City to yes. Havana in Cuba, yes. it will take you 5 hours and 45 minutes with Boom! A, a stop in Montreal. I doubt they had the stop. They over. probably didn't have the stop. They probably just went straight there. Um, paid more for the direct flight. Yeah. Was there a tailwind? You know, you yeah, or a headwind or tailwind, yeah. Mm, God, I mean, I mean, there's so many I mean, questions give, going on and on. We can give or take, but around well, five hours. Was quite, the, was any the, questions <laughs> asked. <laughs> was the pilot running late that day? Who knows? Did he have the runs that day? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, Jess. Put on all the pilot, I'll be in the John. <laughs> the John. Uh, in his first few moments of freedom, the first thing James Cross... <laughs> Laughing at the John. <laughs> no, the runs. Oh, the runs. <laughs> Is that something you said? Yeah, yeah you're yeah, pretty, happy, pretty happy with yourself over there. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> He's laughing at her own joke again. Would you like me to pugo on? <laughs> pugo on. No. <laughs> In his first few moments of freedom, the first thing James Cross did was sit, was sit on a chair and, <laughs> and poo. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's, it's, it's even it's quite silly. He sat on a chair and spit and spun it around and turned his head because that's the first time he'd been able to do that in two months. James, there are better things you could do, mate. I know. Eat a Mars bar. Um, wash your toes. <laughs> Where's the toe bath? I demanded a toe bath. That was one of the demands. Did you not read our demands? It's like, well, sorry, sir. You made 600 of them. We hadn't read all of them. The toe bath is number one. Like, mate, you're the kidnapped victim. Why are you making demands about tow baths? I wanted a tow bath. Get the tow bath. We got a tow bar. Oh, there's been a horrible miscommunication. My writing is terrible. Oh, oh, I did I, have handcuffs yeah, on. Yeah, I had handcuffs on. It was that bloody Pierre bloke, wasn't it? He always gets tow bar and tow bath confused. <laughs> Food arrived, but unfortunately for Cross, nobody had thought to provide any drink. This is later in his words. Uh, he hadn't had any alcohol in two months and really wanted a drink. <laughs> Poor thing. Well, you haven't just been kidding. You probably wanted a stiff drink that whole time. Yeah. But, off- like, but, like, you just got some food brought to you. You don't fucking suck. Yeah. What about you just had? You just lived? Yeah. Congratulations. Should be, should you're alive. you pretty happy. No, but you didn't bring me a drink. Well, all right. Ask nicely. Jeez Louise. So the ordeal, however, was over. In the end, five kidnappers were given asylum in Cuba. They were flown to the island country via a Canadian Forces aircraft, so maybe even quicker. Mm. They're on some sort of awesome jet. Mm-hmm. At the end of December, the three members of the FLQ cell that murdered Pierre Laporte, the other minister, who was still at large, are arrested after being found hiding in a six-metre-long tunnel in a rural farming community. They would later be, later be charged with kidnapping and the murder of Pierre Laporte. Uh, the military are put are pulled out of Quebec on January fifth, and life goes back to normal for the city. So they're there for a you know a bit over a month longer, just mm. in case. And then we have the later life of the kidnappers. Oh, Yves Langlois was arrested in France later on for possession of illegal firearms and was sentenced to two years in prison there. Uh oh. James Leconte. Uh, reper- There's always a Leconte. I know. He returned. He returned to Canada in 1979. So they went back, and uh, he was arrested when he arrived. He served two years in prison. Mm. Did you guys know that uh, Le Conte is French for the Cont? <laughs> I'm so glad that you've got the French dictionary open over there. You're so quick at flicking through the pages. So, so quick. Uh, <laughs> another person, Jacques Cossette Trudel, and his wife, Louise Le Conte. There's, also a, there's always a Jacques. Jacques, another Le Conte. They also returned to Canada, and they only served eight months in prison for the kidnapping. Wow. Uh, the couple split up. But, uh, Louise attended a uh, Montreal University, when she w- and she received a degree in communications and continued on to get a, doctor- a doctorate. Oh, well, good for Louise. And Jacques has been a successful screenwriter and filmmaker, according I to I feel his like they haven't learned their lessons at all. Uh, Paul Rose and Francis Simiard, they were also convicted of the murder of Pierre Laporte, and uh, they went to jail for 11 years. But that's the longest sentence that anyone got out of can this. Can you imagine? Years. So those, not long at all. The, the couple broke up, right? And so then can you imagine like them trying to get back out into the dating scene? And you imagine being on a date with someone. Like, this guy seems great. He's like a screenwriter. He's really yeah, interesting. He went God, to prison what? for kidnapping someone. What oh, a babe. What? He's a ghostwriter. <laughs> that's bloody Pierre. He's a bloody ghost. <laughs> Oh, but I was surprised that not many... They served between eight months and two years for the kidnapping. That's insane. That's not very long for a, a pretty serious yeah. crime. It's not a nice thing to do to someone. But in the end... He's all right. He's all right. Is that your he? point? But the other guy, yeah. Pierre Laporte, 
was murdered. And yeah. He, they only went to jail for 11 years. For murder. Not very long. Oh, man, but he's all right, isn't he? <laughs> he's a ghost now. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. He's, he's a ghost. Yeah. He can do whatever he likes. Can just no handcuffs could hold him anymore. <laughs> you know? Think about that. John bloody covered ghost, you can't. Could get out of the boot of that car, may as well, unless you're bloody Muhammad Ali. You could, uh, you could handcuff lightning. Or a ghost. Or a <laughs> that bit never gets quoted, but he, he did say that. He did, yeah, no, I remember that. Uh, James Cross returned to England straight after the kidnapping. Met his uh, family back in London. He discovered that uh, very large offers were being made for his story for newspapers and the like. Mm. Some up to £100,000. And he said no... Because it would not be right. Well, the foreign office actually said, who he later said did very little to help him in the whole situation, they blocked him from profiting from the crime. Mm, nice. So That's, he wasn't allowed to... It's weird that you can't profit from someone else's crime. Yes, I get I, why I, he... I was, I was the victim for two months. Sure. I just want to yeah, get get a little little something out of it. Something. And I'll, uh, a statement, this is also from his uh, audio memoir. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty much they just interviewed him about the whole situation and he told his story in his own words. Okay, so he, an early podcast. It's a just well, it's just an interview, isn't it? Yeah, but it's an audio. Mainly, but he had written it out, written out his story, and then sort of read it for himself. It was pretty much an audio book. And yeah. then they asked him questions. Uh, no, I think Dave, prob- you're you're flipping and flopping. No, probably beforehand they asked him questions. So it'd be like, hey, if you could cover this point, this point, this blah blah. Sure, okay. <coughs> Audio memoir. But this is a statement from. He said another question, which is frequently raised, is the Stockholm syndrome, where the victim becomes mm. associated or identifies with the objectives of the kidnappers. Well, that's what I mean when he said when he sort of was like, oh, we're buddies now. Well, I can only say that I felt no such sympathy. I hated the lot of them and would have cheerfully killed them if the opportunity arose. Okay. So there's the answer to that question, Jeff. No, Stockholm. Cheerful. Cheerful. And he... <laughs> Boom. I couldn't find anything saying that he had passed on, so I believe James Cross is still alive at age 95. Wow. Okay. If he is still alive, he would be 95 I years spoke old. To is he the a, NBA I spoke guy? to a 95-year-old. Yeah, yeah, he's the 7.8 NBA player. Bloody hell. I, I had a customer on the phone today at 95. Do you reckon it was him? How yeah. many ninety-five-year-olds could there be? Well, how did, well, what did he no, sound many. like? It sounded really sophisticated. English. English. Yeah. Ooh. Did he sound tall? It sounded so tall. Could you hear a, a radio crying out for help in the background? I could. Crying he was out actually... for help. Oh. Oh, what's he? No, I thought it was always. Like, I thought the radios liked it. it oh man! Like an alarm. No, 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 no. Well, I can't end on that because that is the, that was going to be the end. Oh. Um, so, well, that is the, the story of the October crisis and the kidnapping of James Cross. That whole time, were you just imagining a portable radio with a flashlight on the back of it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But sort of like a Why bit Why hasn't anyone invented that? <laughs> <laughs> so you could fuck your favourite song. I think we should just start sticky taping flashlights to all <laughs> kinds of appliances. <laughs> a blender. <laughs> it vibrates. Amazing. Oh. Okay. Microwave. No, potentially dangerous. Yeah, no. That we've got to. I think we should draw some lines. But otherwise, I think it's a pretty good idea. What do you reckon you'd play on the radio? It'd be talkback radio, right? Oh yeah, Neil Mitchell. Um, and I don't like stuff. Oh yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep talking. <laughs> Keep complaining. <laughs> what else is an issue in society? <laughs> this is so gross. What happened to us? I know that was the whole episode. Yeah, I, yeah, I kept talking one. about. It. I felt weird. On all, like the last month of episodes, <laughs> I've felt weird. 
And I'm sorry, everybody. No, but people have said they like this. Have you got some personal issues, Matt? Yes. <laughs> yes. Clearly, I do. I'm crying out for help week after week, and people keep tweeting in that they love it. <laughs> we love it when Matt's fucking mental. Help me help myself, people. Yeah, genuinely, um, feel like I've got some issues. Um, nah, you're alright, buddy. Alright, good on now, you. I will say, so we. <laughs> We've taken a very uh, silly take on the topic, but um, when I was researching it, I listened to a, uh, there's a podcast oh, no. from BBC Witness. Which, and they've what, done it respectfully. From the 1990s. Mm. If you want to listen to, you can, we well, can hear, they've taken a lot of the audio memoir, so you can hear him speaking oh. in his own words. If you would prefer a more Spooky. educational style, <laughs> I will tell you they mentioned a sexual clock radios a total of zero times, so it's very boring. <laughs> yeah, take that, BBC, you dickheads. Don't you think that's a bit weird? Like, why would, like, why would they, something so big in a story like this? rush over that? It's very not. strange. It's, oh, they've just... They call themselves journalists. That isn't journalism. You've done a journalism uh, degree. I have. What's the number I, one rule? Um, f- fucking radios. Fuck. Number two rule? Number two rule. Mention the fucking yeah, radio. Thank you. Is. And that pretty much just... Three, four, and five are pretty much just underlining those yeah. rules. I cannot stress enough. <laughs> see above. Yeah, see above. And then the, the last one's just um, like, it's just an instruction on how to get that nasally um, presenter voice. That's all. Yeah, yeah. But... Nasally voice. <coughs> Channel 7 News. Very good. I'm Jess Perkins in Baghdad. You know, you always got to be somewhere dramatic. It's never, I'm Jess Perkins, Sydney, you know? Yeah, and, and I'm Jess a, Perkins, the Bahamas. What yeah. a terrible thing it is that Sydney never has any war, war or conflict. Well, what a terrible, what a terrible thing, thing that thing. is. Hey, one day, Sydney. One, one day. day. Big dreams. Chin up, kid. <laughs> You'll be right. Uh, so that is the end of the show. Thank you very much for Carly, who we believe is Canadian. Carly at uh, canadiangmail.com slash CA for suggesting the topic. If you too want to suggest a topic... You can, of course, tweet us in at DoGoOnPod or email like Carly did, DoGoOnPod at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook, we can get a few messages and uh, we, can, we can always just comment on the wall and other people can uh, chime in. We like when our listeners start uh, having a little conversation. I like when they that chat cool? amongst themselves. Cool, isn't it? I like I watch it and I'm like, ooh, look at them talking. Ooh, my little puppets, it's, yes. It, Talk, my little puppets. You were saying a little while ago that you love The Sims. Does it feel like a weird version of The Sims? You've well, created these oh, people. Yeah, I've created you. <laughs> you exist because of me. And now I'm going to lock you in a room with only a fireplace. <laughs> and just see what happens. I'm going to put you in a pool when you're tired and take yeah, away t- the... Take away the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> How long can you swim? Just... Oh, is that real stuff? Yeah, it's a you thing they do. Oh. And then they drown in there. That's, it's pretty fucked. That's fact. It is. No, I don't think of our listeners as Sims. I just really like to watch them. Not watch. I'll <laughs> oh stop God. saying watch. I like to like see to... them interacting with each other. It's very nice. You like to nice. now watch this. Is that it? What's the... Watch me. Watch me. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I am on. <laughs> Great report, Dave. Thank you, guys. I hope you uh, enjoyed that report. Yeah, um, you can always suggest this to a friend. Yeah. If they like podcasts or if they don't know how to like podcasts. Uh, if they don't know how to like podcasts. <laughs> I don't know how can... to like things. Well, I'll make you like them. No, uh, but can... I don't know how, Some David. people, I guess some podcasts are obviously Please, po- sir, quite popular. Please, sir, can I have some more? If you've got some friends, download the app on their phone. Chuck a couple episodes on. And by that time... They'll be bloody hooked. <laughs> we are an addictive substance banned in many countries. Mexico. Turkmenistan. Cuba. Yeah, we're definitely banned there. Yeah. Oh, we better boy. not have any planes that get diverted to Turkmenistan. Mm. Yeah, no, good point. And of course, get in on the hashtag, just watch me. <laughs> and if you're a Canadian listener, uh, 
just tweet in. Is that a is that a famous story where Do you, you know grew up, story? or only people in the Shh, That must have been. That feels like that must have been huge news. I reckon yeah, they'd still time. have a national holiday for it. Oh, that's interesting. Big cross weird. cross day, cross uh, cross. I don't think that's cross, a thing. Cross something. Croissant. Croissant. Yep. Lacrosse was named after him. Lacrosse. <gasps> Popular Canadian pastime. I'm sure we have listeners in Canada, so yeah, let us know if you'd heard that story. And also let us know what you think of Australians. And also what you think about us individually as people. And also, and also let us know what you think of the Calgary Stampede. And also... And the uh, bobsledding team with John Candy. And, and also your, still your favourite colour. And, um, you know, that'll probably do. That'll probably do. That's yeah. probably enough homework for this week. I think that's actually heaps. Have you, you ever ridden a moose? You probably can't fit that into one tweet, so it's going to have to be a couple of tweets. We want ten tweets from each Canadian this time. Oh, boy. All right, well, thanks for listening, everyone. That's a bit something for you to do, and uh, we're going to keep writing reports because we're going to keep the show going. We'll be back next week, but until then, I will say goodbye. Bye. Laters, I'm going to ride a moose. <laughs> Fuck a toaster. <laughs>